I so want like that to be like a new movie villain where like he's like a villain, but instead of petting a cat, he just has like a baby in his arms, and the baby just like sits there and picks at a mole, <laughs> like on the bad guy, like the whole time, like he's talking. Like how distracting would that be? I'm gonna take over the world. There's like a baby like trying to pull hairs at this. Oh my god, that would be so awesome. I was kicking off my sandals. <laughs> yeah, that's how I. Oh remember. yeah, keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So how's it going? It goes. It goes. So our uh, our uh, mystery guest is still a mystery. Our mystery guest is still a mystery. Yes. He uh, he let me know that he's getting uh, over a bit of a chest cold, and uh, he said he wanted to make sure that we got nice, pristine recordings. And I said, um, that's good, because everybody here has been getting over various colds, and uh, we'd rather not invite another one that we've not seen, some foreign California cold. Uh <laughs> So, <laughs> so hey, he will jo- he'll join us via Skype uh, for a future episode. Hey, that is uh, serious stuff. I understand what you're saying because I still complain. Uh, I complain about a lot of things, but that's because I'm a communication major, and that's communication. <laughs> but, but at least you do it in a funny way. Oh yeah, but um, I still complain that you know my body is a Midwest body, and so <laughs> I have been so sick here. Like, I cannot believe it. Like, I was just like, I never get sick, I swear. I never get sick. I never take days off. And (laughs) everything is hitting me. And I'm just like, it's these West germs. Like, my body has never seen them before. Gross. Yes. (laughs) It has been unfortunate. Well, it's uh, exciting to... Do you have uh, Tina? I haven't talked to you in forevs. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> I was telling policy we just needed a round of beers and it would be just like I like juice all over again. Exactly. You see, earlier, just before he Skyped you, I let out this enormous burp that shook a picture up on Paul's little cabinet here. I was impressed with myself. That's, that's amazing. Yeah, I was actually... Um, contemplating if I would make it through this show without gas as well. (laughs) (laughs) I have had some adjustments due to the diabetes and, uh, and the medications have lots of warnings, but all medications do, but these ones are spot on. (laughs) Mine are too. (laughs) And and I'm also learning because I am a chocolate and uh, sugar addict and now that i can't have it that the fancy sugar alcohols that they use to replace sugar in all the hey there's no sugar in this things those cause um what i think uh the polite term for podcasting is explosive diarrhea you mean (laughs) anal leakage oh my goodness (laughs) that's awful i can can eat like a i can eat like a bag of these like russell stover like no sugar added chocolates like and the then, old ladies buy yes and then <laughs> and then i'm like i'm like oh i shouldn't have done that okay i'm staying in tonight and by in i mean one of the bathrooms <laughs> or you could just wear an adult diaper and go out on the town <laughs> <laughs> it's 
how I get all my reading done. <laughs> Is the Kindle charged? I can't afford to eat chocolate today. Sorry. <laughs> it has been, yeah, enlightening. It took me a while to realize it, too. And then one day I was like munching on some like sugar-free chocolate-covered almonds. And I was like, I hope today goes better than yesterday because yesterday what? Hey, I ate these yesterday, didn't I? <laughs> and then an hour later, I was like, theory confirmed. <laughs> I shall write this down. If only I had a pad of paper in here. Jeez. Warning noted. I had thought about eating those because I'm doing Weight Watchers and I'm, God, the stuff I'm taking makes me crave carbohydrates and chocolate like it was, I don't know, gold. Yeah, it's really awkward because the sugar-free, like, hey, sorry you have diabetes, sucker, like, <laughs> those chocolates are, like, only in the pharmacy, like, everywhere I go. It's like, <gasps> hey, do you want a Reese's peanut butter cup bar? Hey, do you want some crappy Canadian candy bar you never heard of? These yummy things are all up here by the register. Oh, are you a sickly bastard? <laughs> you have to go back to the pharmacy. That's sick. <laughs> That's really sick. And then of course they like they're like, you know, three ninety nine for like a bag of four. So then I'm like, okay, maybe I can do without chocolate. I'll just be really mean today. Well, you could go eat like packets of stevia or truvia. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I've had some stevia baking adventures that need not <laughs> be repeating. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've heard of things happening. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, stevia, like, I'm wondering, maybe, like, Viagra would be a good add-in to, like, some of the things, because stevia doesn't make things rise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> These were delicious brownies, Chris, but um, we're going home. <laughs> <laughs> like leavened bread from the Passover. <laughs> yes, <laughs> unleavened brownies. That's what I was, unleavened. <laughs> We're going to enjoy some of these before Pharaoh comes to take our children. Oh my god, you're sick. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what I've missed about Tina. <laughs> I love the I love the commentary, the giggle and then you're sick. <laughs> <laughs> That's to soften the blow. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. I um as usual I did my very awful effort to promote today's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I shared the link. I and saw that. Tweeted myself. So Yeah. Oh, it's 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 natural that a progression from uh talking about Viagra should get into a conversation about Paul tweeting himself. <laughs> and brownies. <laughs> Yeah, so you uh, you saw my new avatar, huh? I did. I noticed that. It's like one of those creepy characters from Doctor Who. <laughs> no face. I mean, that's like a, a reoccurring thing here. There's no face. Oh, you're talking about the, his avatar on... Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, and Doctor Who, though. They're like, all the creepy dudes have, like, no face or blurred face or... Right, right. Scare the crap out of your face. <laughs> That's your, that's your avatar on um, on Facebook. 
Right. And then the new the new avatar on uh, MontrealSauce.com. Here, oh. I'll, I'll pull it up for you, Teeny. Yeah, I haven't uh, actually used it anywhere else. Oh, because... that's cool. <laughs> Where did you get that? I haven't used it anywhere else because it's. Uh, I actually purchased it from an artist, and I purchased a second one. Um, for uh, somebody's upcoming birthday, so I've been trying to keep it on the down low. Uh-huh. Now I'm talking about it on the podcast, but I got it from <laughs> an artist uh, called uh, Len Peralta. Oh, yeah, I've heard of Len. Yeah, he does yeah. a podcast called Geek a Week, and he actually, that's what kind of inspired me to get him to uh, draw me is because he whenever he does a podcast with someone he makes them a trading card so like Will Wheaton and all these people have these like really awesome like trading cards that's so oh, cool. that's cool and I was like dude I so want that and then I went to his website and he has this like link where he will draw you and it was like you know 15 bucks but hey went to a good cause and it actually made me think of you uh, Tina I was huh. like hey that'd be something kind of fun Oh, yeah, it would be definitely. Paul, you stole my tweezers. Why are they in here? I don't know why they're in here. I've been looking for these. I've got nasty, bushy eyebrows now. (laughs) Mine. Don't touch. Yeah, well, um, boil them first. (laughs) Yeah, that might be a good idea, I'm second. just keeping my I'm just keeping my mole trimmed for you. Oh gross. Ooh, yay, moles. You know the baby <laughs> likes to pick at it. It's quite funny. Wow, that is an image I did need. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I so want like that to be like a new movie villain where like he's like a villain but instead of petting a cat he just has like a baby in his arms and the baby just like sits there and picks at a mole (laughs) like on the bad guy like the whole time like he's talking like how distracting would that be i'm gonna take over the world there's like a baby like trying to pull hairs at this oh my god that would be so awesome (laughs) that would be a scary villain well i think a lot of people can probably uh what is that word? I don't know. I'm sure everybody else's babies do it too. <laughs> Not just ours. Other people can Strange identify. Strange baby. Right. That's why I was. Um, yeah, that's why I decided to tell my explosive diarrhea life stories to you because I thought that was a way to bond with a, a mother of two. Oh, <laughs> to tell you know what stories. I was just going to say, we really haven't had much of that. And then I remembered for the first six months that Amelia crapped up her back every single time. She really did. Yeah. We had to wash pretty much every outfit every single time. That kid had like a rocket booster on her that NASA would want to (laughs) buy. It's like a superpower. (laughs) She turns all red. Now, Evelyn, speaking of poop and stuff, Evelyn breaks her way into the bathroom and she tells me, Mom, Mom, squeeze. Squeeze, Mom. (laughs) You can tell we're working on potty training with her. I didn't tell her that. (laughs) 
<laughs> some lady at daycare must have. But I thought that was hilarious. She's like giving you like positive strokes while you're in the restroom. <laughs> yeah, because usually, you know, she doesn't bug me when I'm in there. But she she bursts in and then the baby just learned how to cross. So she comes flying in too, you know, with some ancient, ancient Cheerio she found underneath something. And, you know, it's sticking out of her mouth because it, you know, isn't chewable or anything. She just wants it there. <laughs> just to gross me out. Right. Right. <laughs> Did Paul tell you that she eats magazines? No. Yeah, she she t- when you're not looking, she'll grab a piece of paper and she wads it up and shoves it in her mouth. And then you kind of see her chewing it a little bit. And then she'll see you looking at her and she stops. But then you have to fly over there and pry it out of her mouth and it's just this huge ball of disgusting grossness. She's like a goat. <laughs> That's actually, I mean... I've been sort of scared for the future, but that's good to hear to know that like your daughter's really into literacy. Oh, this one's better. <laughs> she's at the YMCA daycare, and Paul's mom and I can see that she's gumming something. You know, we she's got something in her mouth. So when they hand us to her, we pry her mouth open, and it's a giant string that had been hanging off the quilt that she had been playing with when we got there. That's just just gross. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know other kids, you know, other parents, babies put things in their mouth, but she's just gross. <laughs> I used to, I actually did a informal study of my sister because she's many years younger than me. So many <laughs> that I can't do the math. And, um, and she, she used to have like, what I would call a toy test, and Samantha would um, immediately grab whatever it was like that you set in front of her on a blanket and just like shove it in her mouth. And then eventually, like she would get bored with the taste test. So usually next came the uh, let's see if this is a hard or soft item, and then she would just thwack herself on the head with it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I swear she did this with like every toy. And then like eventually um i forget i think the last bit was like to just throw it to see what kind of distance she would get how heavy is it (laughs) they're little scientists right right even today i saw um as i was walking down the street i saw a little boy with like uh a pinwheel you know like (laughs) and he got from somewhere and his mom was like trying to get him away from the corner of the road and here he is just like sort of like shoving it back and forth like as hard as he can trying to get the thing to spin with the wind but he's not getting any distance because his arm has the length of my index finger and so (laughs) (laughs) so it's not working and then like he sees a man in front of me who's carrying like an umbrella but it's not raining so he just is carrying it down and um the kid kind of looks at it like, oh, what's that? Because it's a bright color. And then all of a sudden he puts his pinwheel down and starts walking like, oh, is this how you do it? Like instant mimic. I was like, holy cow. <laughs> He's a little scientist. He's like, what is this one doing? <laughs> yeah. Perhaps this is acceptable in their culture. <laughs> I will imitate their salute. Our Turo from Tent is our, our one and lonely chat guest. I don't know if he's listening to the podcast, but 
Ah, yeah. He is, um, he just posted pictures of his Arc OS gift finally getting to him in Mexico, Mexico. So I asked him how it was going, and uh, he says he doesn't actually have a pie yet. It's kind of funny. He doesn't have a white, uh, a white yet? <laughs> he doesn't have a little raspberry pie. To oh, 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 okay. Yeah. Which is the opposite of me. I got my pie and then didn't do ArcOS for like ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've got, um, I've still been playing with uh, C file on mine. Um, my ArcOS card uh, that I got uh, in the, in the, um, in the mail via the project, since I was a backer, um, I put it in my, I put it in the pie and it ran and, uh, I had it running for a little while just to kind of reset things up, um, and play with it again. And after about two days, um, it shut itself down, like it locked up and, uh, I can no, can no longer get it to boot off of that card. In fact, if I take that card and I put it in my Mac, it, um, doesn't even show up in disk utility. So it, uh, I think I fried it somehow. Um, <laughs> yeah, it may have, I don't know if it, uh, ran too long and overheated. I'd be kind of surprised because the, um, the Raspberry Pi doesn't really generate a whole lot of heat. But, um, but yeah, that, that particular card, it wasn't that huge a deal. It wasn't like I had anything, um, really saved on it. It was just a new kind of, I had reconfigured things a little bit, um, but I, uh, that was sort of the second thing, aside from own cloud being so super slow, and that was kind of the primary thing I wanted to use it for, um, that was, that was the other thing that kind of pushed me in the C file direction, um, and I'm still kind of playing with C file, I haven't, um, I haven't gotten to where I'm like regularly using it a lot yet, because I still feel like maybe I should just, if I'm going to do one of these things permanently, put it on some real hardware and not uh, a tiny little Raspberry Pi um, so that I can keep it running for longer. Um, I think that's probably my next. The Raspberry Pi is a great way to play with it because I've got, you know, five SD cards floating around and I can just put new images on different ones and kind of play with them and compare them just by shutting them down and rebooting, uh, which is kind of fun. But, um, I don't, uh, I, I'm not really inspired to go after Arc OS again for a little while, just because it's, it's, um, it's still just a little bit too beta. I think it's going in the right direction and it's improved a lot over the last couple versions. Um, but it's not something that, that I'm going to store a lot of data on. Um, and if I do get into that do get to that point with Arc OS, it's probably going to be on hardware that's a little beefier than the Raspberry Pi, just so I can get a little performance out of it. Right, yeah. I um, Yeah, actually, when he's going to be a guest in July, I was thinking I will... Uh, that's kind of a question I wanted to ask him was, you know, I'm really surprised, like, how great he is with people on his website and questions because I sort of get the feeling because it is beta that it has been adopted like by a bunch of uh, 
enthusiasts like yourselves who really I don't feel like is the Arc OS audience, you know? I feel like it's <laughs> supposed to be for people who don't know much. <clears throat> yes. Don't know how to yeah. do set up these things themselves. And yet like all the people who are beta testing it are so like hardcore. So it's like <laughs> and he he does he does a wonderful job balancing it, I think, like I mean, obviously, it's a developer community, so people are, like, throwing out ideas and helping out where they can. But I'm sure there must be those people who are like, this is stupid. This is crap, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, I think I think um, an interesting kind of direction that it could eventually go is to be built into a router, honestly. Like, build it into something, and not just, like, a, a Linksys whatever, but uh, something along the lines of a time capsule where it actually has a reasonable amount of storage. Like, if it had a 2-terabyte hard drive and um, a little bit more horsepower than what the Raspberry Pi has, not doesn't really need a lot more horsepower than that, um, it could be... It's it's certainly user-friendly enough that if it kind of came out of the box ready to go, you plugged it in, you set a password, and then... All of a sudden, you've got, you know, own cloud and calendar sharing and all that stuff kind of ready to go um, with some decent documentation. I think it could be it's the interface is going the right direction. Um, the software is all there in concept, um, and it just needs to really get kind of fleshed out in terms of uh, reliability and performance. And um, it's going to be a great system. Yeah, I um I definitely have to say that I this week I actually um, for the first time uh, put a new card in and installed Raspbian because I wanted to try C file because um, I had found it so long ago in the forums for yeah. OS and yep. and so uh, <clears throat> after following like a step by step guide it was pretty simple to set up but yeah like I just realized like how many like crazy steps that um our OS takes out of it. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, exactly. If I if uh, I had more like extra time for development, um I would definitely develop um an installer for ArcOS that installs C file because I feel like all of the stuff is in place in ArcOS already um to be able to support it. It's certainly got the right um the right like Python modules and all of the stuff that C file wants to have. Um, but yeah, the C file installation on Linux, uh, I, any Linux really, because they don't, it's not like they make packages available for other, um, for other distributions. It's just like, no, here's this, uh, binary file and find a place to install it and then run it. And, um, the documentation, um, doesn't do a good job of describing what's going to happen, so I found myself setting it up a couple times so that everything ended up in the place where I actually wanted it to be. Um, I don't know if you've got how far you've gotten with your setup of it, but uh, it it leaves something to be desired for user friendliness, um, at least on that server portion of it. I've I've found the C file client is is pretty um, pretty easy to set up once you kind of have things set, but. Yeah, I um <clears throat> a few nights ago the uh wife wanted some um some of her time to play some video games which sounds sort of strange, <laughs> but uh she wanted to play games, so I sat in here and uh, installed Raspbian and I actually got C file up 
and then it was time for some us time. So I stepped away. And then yesterday I came back to it after work and dinner. And I was like, okay, let me try it out. And um, that's when I ran into issues. Like I got it installed. I actually um, made it secure. It was SSL. It loaded fine from the website and locally. And I was setting things up. And then it's like... I just wanted to download the setup guide and it didn't work and I couldn't upload or download. <laughs> so like you, I spent some time re, uh, resetting it up a few times last night. Um, a little bit worried that maybe there was some sort of link issue or SSL issue. And then I just said, okay, if I, cause I feel like, I, I think it was my own cloud experience, but, my SSL issues, like I feel like I don't know enough about that. So I'm like, okay, let's take that completely out of the sure. the component yeah. here. And um, <clears throat> the last time I had set it up, I got to the page and I logged in and then it said page unavailable. And I was like, that's weird. And I was like, okay, I'm done with SSL. I'm going to just do it without SSL just to see if it works. And um, I set it all up and then I got that same um, issue like I log in and it says page unavailable so I think something inherently inside the setup is broken I just need to sort of like re-download again (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah and so I said all right um I'll come back to this yeah but to to own cloud and arc os is uh to them um at least that was working for me. Like you said, it was really slow. But um, as far as like the client for the phone and just like my overnight syncing my photos from my phone automatically to own cloud, it worked flawlessly. And I'm just tempted to put that card back in and let it do that again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, that was uh, quite the adventure. And I, uh, um, because of all my new Linux adventures, I, uh, I'm quite frustrated with the old iMac, which is running Linux Mint because, um, Mint is so like fluffy and user friendly (laughs) and I've gotten used to using, um, I wanted to use Arch Linux, but I've been using Crunch, uh, Crunch Bang on this old (laughs) laptop and it's, so like focused on simplicity um that i love it and i've actually i'm not like super like awesome elite user when it comes to terminal but i almost prefer it now sure yeah yeah arturo says arch is always the answer but uh <laughs> actually jacob helped me with um my install of crunch bang because the laptop i had had an incompatible uh wi-fi card so i couldn't install arch <laughs> he helped me figure that out so i moved on but uh but yeah, I so love the terminal. So like when raspian was like okay just type in you know start x to start the gui i'm like we don't need no stinking GUI. <laughs> about to set up C file without GUI. That's right. You're just, you're just, well for C files install anyway. You're just going to launch a GUI so that you can launch a terminal inside the GUI. So at that, oh, yeah. 
Well, that's what I find when I mess about with the other installs of Linux is that so many of them have these like awesome little package manager programs, but none of those packages are really like um, written or put together for those package managers. So half the time you like find something in like Synaptech or whatever the package manager might be called in Linux. Right, yeah. You click on the package and you install it and then you're like, um, now what? Because, you know, some of those (laughs) packages are just like, okay, now, you know, they have like instructions inside them. So like you run them and you're like, now what? So now I'm just like, (laughs) I'm always installing from the command line. I'm like, forget your goofy package manager. Yeah. Yeah. I find even, I mean, obviously I spend most of my day, um, working on an OS 10 box. Um, and I find myself with the terminal open, um, the majority of the day, if it's not like, it's probably one of the first three, uh, apps that I end up opening. It'd be like mail, then a web browser of some kind, whether that's Safari or Chrome, and then probably the terminal. And I find myself even like launching my text editor out of the terminal and navigating to my projects that way instead of using the finder and all of that just because I, I'm i so used to it. I'm using Git on the terminal all the time to like commit my code and all of that stuff. So uh, I might as well leave it up and running and, um, uh, and, and just learn to navigate that way. And once <laughs> I've gotten to the point now where, um, you know, the neck beard is growing strong and, uh, and I'm like defining my, uh, bash RC file so that I have all of these custom shortcuts set up in the terminal. Um, I have aliases to different things. I have completion installed for different packages so that when I hit tab, it knows what the next piece of the command is that I'm looking for. Um, I've got <laughs> I've got a ridiculous uh SSH configuration for all the different servers that I have to get into and it knows all of that like it, it has all the shortcuts set up so that all my keys are available everywhere and uh it's it once you once you start getting into kind of the power of the terminal and figuring out all of these little hacks and tricks to making it work um it becomes useful on uh, you know, on many, many systems, uh, which is nice. Right. I'm sure Tina uses a terminal emulator on her iPhone all the time. <laughs> she, she stepped out because she's starving. She came home from her class, um, and hadn't had a good dinner yet. So she is, uh, she stepped out to eat, but I'm sure when she returns in a little bit, she'll want to talk about like, you know, Orphan is the new black or whatever. Ooh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Both, um, of, both of those shows, actually, she will, you, she's gotten into. You would really like Arch, as Arturo is suggesting in the chat room, because um, you can even install it on your Mac. I don't know if he was one of the people who talked about it, but... Really? Arch, I didn't know that. I believe you can, but I could be wrong, but I thought someone had ported it or something, but... I don't, it's uh, it's really focused on that. Um, the key the key thing that I the reason I chose Crunch Bang when I Arch wouldn't work is because it uses which you can you know install any sort of window system or GUI system with Linux, but uh, Crunch Bang came with OpenBox, which Arch uses, and it is that's 
one of the things I probably like more than using Terminal. Um, it's super configurable, but the one thing that I really like out of the box is that um, the right-click menu is pretty much your menu. Like, you don't yeah. yep. really have a dock. So it's just like right-click, scroll down, grab your app or your you know web browser or your text editor and go. And whenever I'm on, uh, whenever I'm on um, Linux Mint, I get so frustrated because I don't know where everything is because it's right. completely buried in all these menus. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Arturo suggests to the listeners that you may be able to stall, install Arch on a toaster probably. Yes. So. And yeah, you just need the appropriate drivers for a Mac and you're all set. It's well, it's well known that Cylons run Arch. <laughs> I like that idea, yeah. <laughs> Except for the uh, original five, they're on Unix. Yes, proper BSD Unix. <laughs> uh, see, you... You're going to have to, like, uh, you know, what did you guys get for development at work? Just, like, a, a Nexus uh, 7 tablet? Yeah, we have, uh, we have a, Nexus, a Nexus 4 phone and a Nexus 7 tablet. Um, the slightly older ones now. Um, right. And you can tell that they're older because they do not hold battery life at all. <laughs> and they've been, they just have not been, after we finished developing, like, the primary Android app that we've developed at work, um, they have not been actively used very much except for the occasional, oh, hey, we're doing this responsive site, let me check it on those other tablets because they have kind of weird screen sizes. Um, and so occasionally they get fired up for that, but they don't <laughs> they don't stay running uh, for very long just because um, they never... They never get charged up all the way, and they either get left on a charger when they do get charged up all the way for a long time, which is generally not good for batteries, or they get unplugged and then just left to run themselves down uh, and then be completely dead for days at a time. So <laughs> we've, we've, we've kind of killed them through not using them. Yeah, I've kind of... Uh... It's probably I, I try not to acknowledge it, and by recording this, I will have now recorded it, which is a bad idea. But um, <clears throat> I have really been bad with, um, as you Apple folks like to say, cycling my laptop battery. And oh sure, yeah. Once I started working mainly from my laptop. Um, it's always on my desk and therefore always plugged in. And so a few, like when I was first like working from home and stuff, I would just, you know, pull the cord and then wait for that battery warning. But a lot of times it just never showed up for whatever reason. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, I'm like, ah, so, um, so I haven't been doing a very good job with that. And, uh, I wouldn't even be admitting such guilt if it weren't for the fact that, um, I have, like, when I click on my battery now, a nice service battery warning is the very top thing. <laughs> and, um, and of course, I am, you know what? I'll be good. I won't mention my uh, heritage. I'll just say that I'm a cheap person. <laughs> 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 and 
and so I'm just like, oh, this is just like, you know, a car that gets to 100,000 miles and says, hey, I need a checkup. Right. Um, so forget you, Apple. And then the other day I was sort of describing it on various social medias that um, my, for whatever reason, um, my mouse was sort of like losing focus. So I'm doing a lot of image editing right now and like I grab a selection box and try to select something in Photoshop and it selects like a small rectangle and I'm still dragging and I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> I didn't stop clicking. Or if I drag like a window from one monitor to the other, yeah, it stops halfway between and I'm yeah. like, what is happening to my Mac? And so I kind of search, but I'm like, I don't really... As much as I use the internet um, and I feel confident with my search terminology, I just don't know <laughs> what to search for this particular issue. And um, I did run into some people who were saying they were having this issue in older versions of OS X. And I was like, hmm. And they just said they put their, they closed their laptop or put it to sleep and then woke it up and it was fine. And I was like, well, that's weird because I've been restarting it and that doesn't help. But sure yeah. enough, the sleep issue helped for whatever reason. <laughs> and um, anyway, someone on social media on Tent actually suggested to me that um, there is an issue where your battery starts to expand because something's wrong with it. And yep. it push, pushes up on the touchpad and that can cause that issue. And I was like... He's like, have a look at your touchpad. And I was like, man, it's like so very close to the surface right now. Like I need a micrometer to measure it every day, right? <laughs> so he got me all freaked out. Then it probably, knock on Ikea wood here, but uh, it probably hasn't happened in, I would say, probably six or seven days. So, huh. yeah. I've been actually like, I was cruising, like I kept telling you like, oh, I'm, I'm on the job right now. I, I don't know if I can upgrade to the Mavericks so that we can try FaceTime audio. And then um, then I was reading and I was like, oh, really? If you know, if you do this trick, I forget what the trick was. You can get rid of the service battery message. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I bet a clean install would do the same thing. Probably. Uh -oh. That's interesting. I just I just mentioned my terrible problem to Arturo, and now he thinks his battery is expanding. <laughs> Wear a hazmat suit when using your laptop. Yes, and of course it's uh, uh, it's not a not a particularly new laptop anymore, but it's new enough that it's in the no longer user serviceable battery range, right? So. You'd actually have to take it to Apple to have the battery serviced. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 2010, so right. Um, yeah, that's that was the other thing. I was like, I'm gonna have to go, you know, to <laughs> OWC. Do they sell the batteries we're not supposed to install ourselves? <laughs> like, cause at this right. point, it's not under warranty. Yeah. But uh, that's overconfident, Chris. I tore apart my iMac, cut holes in it, and put fans in it talking. So. <laughs> right, right. I do, think, I do think Apple has a fairly affordable battery replacement program 
even though it's not in warranty anymore, I I don't think you're paying like that much more than what the battery is just on its own. So, if you're thinking of doing that, it might it might be better to just go to the Apple Store. <laughs> yeah, it's a good good question. I'm uh, the problem is is it's the service battery message, but I don't really notice any sort of. I've always been. Um, to toot my own horn. Uh, <laughs> I've always toot. thank you. I've always been a pro user, so my battery does not last long regardless. You know, I'm editing video or in many other cases watching video, so my battery is done very quickly <laughs> regardless of the age of my laptop. So Yeah. Um so I don't find it to be a tremendous issue, and especially now since it's plopped here on the desks. But you know, if it's if it's going right. to expand and ruin my trackpad and the computer, then that's a problem. <laughs> so, yeah, because I I've kind of sworn off this idea of building a PC because I didn't want to spend the money, um, and because my Mac is editing these images for this job just yeah. fine. Sure. So, um. But yeah, that that you know, if the battery is really expensive, that's another option. So Tina's back and eating. Tina is back. She's. I'm starving. Cereal. cereal. Wow. Yeah. I miss cereal. Yeah, actually, it's oatmeal. Oh. Okay. It's not very exciting. I can't put dried fruit in it. That would be mad. It's worth like a bazillion points. Oh, yeah, yeah. See, here's an idea I had um, I think you'll appreciate. I came up with this uh, several years ago. Um, Those people listening to the podcast, Arturo being one, (laughs) um, those people listening to the podcast uh, may not know that... uh, that Paul always gives me uh, my jobs. So um, (laughs) it's so true. I was just thinking about uh, working at Grand Valley and I was like, yeah, I was teaching classes and, oh yeah, I think Paul probably turned those labs down though they came to me. Um, Yeah, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure when they, when I said uh, I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to do those anymore that I recommended you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so I am in debt to you for pretty much all my gainful employment. So <laughs> if only then, you knew someone in Edmonton, but that's okay. Whatever, Paul. <laughs> Gift cards are accepted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have a... <laughs> Speaking but, of gift cards, because my birthday was recently, uh, I got um, <laughs> basically... You are you Okay. I put my foot on the on this thing. I didn't realize it actually went down. So then I went like, shut it down <laughs> in the basement. I was like, holy. Oh, really? <laughs> so uh, I got from uh, several folks um, Amazon gift cards uh, because they knew that I had stuff on my wish list, but they also knew that the stuff on my wish list was a little more than they wanted to spend. So they figured if we all get, if we all get him a gift a gift card, he'll be able to get something off of his list. So I ended up getting. A new microphone, which I'm speaking on now, and a Behringer Ultra Gain Pro mic 
2200, which is a uh, microphone preamp that actually has vacuum tubes in it, um, which was expensive because you had to time travel to the 60s to get them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's running the preamp on my microphone, and then I'm also running the laptop, which your Skype is going through, through that. So I'm getting um, beautiful, nice hot levels um, going through the board. And then um, Tina's microphone is just going directly into the board, and it's 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 completely cranked. Um, so I might have to tweak it around if I'm going to do more in studio guests, as we say. Is it better if I sit here? It's better. It it's the closer you are to the microphone, the better it is. Okay. Like this? Does this work? <laughs> it is like one million degrees in here with all the crap that Paul's got running. There's like lights flashing and kinds oh, of no. crap. I hear you. And being Mr. Uh, I went to film school, I have to like, <laughs> I like shut everything down in here except for one of the clocks, which every time I shut everything down, then I can hear it. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> uh, right. Where did that come from? But uh, I shut everything down, shut all the windows, and I even like ran the AC here <laughs> like before the show because I knew it was going to heat up in here. And <laughs> as soon as I closed the door to my studio slash masturbatorium, I was like, <laughs> it's really hot in here already, but I can't have the air on. Sorry what did I tell that. you about playing in the masturbatorium? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the sad I'm thing. Sorry. Is, so, no, it's okay. So you you either are laughing because you think it's serious or a joke, and either way, it's pretty funny. But <laughs> the word itself is what was really cracking me up. Just kind of like when you're, um, I don't know, your brother had to be like ten years old, and we're all sitting around the dinner table, and he says, uh, "What was it?" Says, shh, shh, everybody, I'm masticating. <laughs> Sorry, Aye. everybody, I masticate with my mouth open. That's what it was. <laughs> of course. Isn't that sick? He's like 10. I almost died. I was like, how did you even know that word? That's funny. I was looking to use that word in a, a blog that I, I'm working for a future post. And uh, I was like, what's that word? It's like really crazy chewing word. It's masticating masticate right and then i like looked it up in the source i'm like yeah and then i put it in my sentence and i was like no <laughs> it wasn't wasn't right i shall never <laughs> use that word <laughs> <laughs> oh so speaking of mastication fun uh, <laughs> yeah i started talking about all the jobs paul got me because um, when working for a consulting firm uh, yep. job, the two women that we worked with most often, um, Sarah, right, and Jennifer, yep, they were both part of Weight Watchers. <laughs> and so they were always sort of like discussing the points and the things like that. <laughs> and I swear I'm not making this up. And I thought like maybe after a few years that I did make this up. But I swear at some point they had a conversation and maybe they were just joking about trading points. And I was like, oh my God, I could be a millionaire. I'm just going to open a website 
and it's just going to be like how the European countries like all have a certain amount of pollution they can release in the air, and then they just <laughs> sell them on a market. Like, oh, we're not going to make the make the air that bad this year. So, do you want our pollution credits? Ew. So I was like, I'm going to sell points to Weight Watchers people. So Tina's like, you know what? I have to take the kids to the zoo today. I'm not going to get to eat at all. So I'll go ahead and sell my points and then, you know, you'll get points in return so that when you get home, you can eat an entire cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I actually do like the point system because um, it becomes more of a game. Yes. Achievements. <laughs> exactly. Power Achievement up. unlocked. You get like these stickers and stuff. Bravo! <laughs> <laughs> you ate some vegetables, fat ass. <laughs> What's yeah. that? You got gas? Oh, you're on track. The more so, produce you eat, the gasier you get. So basically, I just fart all day long. Yes. <laughs> That's why I was afraid that I was going to have an incident during the show. <laughs> you got. A wastebasket next to you. Yes. I um, I eat a fair share of veggies. But then it's all about cheating for me, which is really bad. Like, oh, I deserve... It's, it's awful, like, being a diabetic because it's like, oh, I ate really well today. So my reward is, oh, crap, I can't eat sweet things. <laughs> wow. I really wanted to get a chocolate shake, which is melting downstairs on the counter, teasing me that I got for Paul. But instead, the other day, I ate an entire bag of frozen cauliflower. Good. I was starving. You know, most people eat popcorn <laughs> when they're watching their shows at night. But no, was Tina eating cauliflower? A whole bag. Yeah. When I found out like there was like free vegetables, I'm like, I love me some celery. And then after probably like three weeks, I was like, I hate celery. <laughs> It's like, oh, I'm hungry. I'll just have some celery because it's friggin' free. There's no calories in that. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then, like, by the third day of the week, I'm like, I don't know why I'm so tight. <laughs> <laughs> My body's like, there are no carbs in that at all. You're an ass hat. <laughs> oh, you know what I would like to do? I want to make a whole roast in the crock pot with mushrooms and all that good crap. And I'm going to put it in a big bowl when it's done cooking, and I'm just going to eat that big chunk of meat all week long. That's what <laughs> she said. <laughs> big bowl of meat. <laughs> didn't say a tube of meat. I said a bowl of meat. Yeah. Yeah. Set that meat in a bowl. <laughs> we know what you meant. So my <laughs> my birthday was recently as well, and... Uh, my doctor uh, slash my nurse at the doctor's office, you know, they say you're never going to be perfect uh, as a diabetic. And I was trying to be early on, Aww. but they're right. So <laughs> <laughs> birthday was a free day. And so it came down to what sort of thing am I going to gorge on? Because I'm not going to check my sugars today. Sure. And I was like, I have been craving a shake for so long. And my wife is like, okay, where do you want to go? I'm like, it's sad because I know we can go to a lot of different places, but McDonald's is right there and it's probably the best bet. But okay, let's go somewhere. So we ended up at uh, 
Dairy Queen, but for me, making decisions is really difficult. So of course, I'm on <laughs> my, my phone during dinner the whole time. Like, where can we go? Where can we go? Where can we go? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> over his shake, yeah, over his shake. Like, who's got the best shake in town? Uh, I can only have one a year. Let's make this count. Um, so I'm looking for like the best shake, and um, yes, Arturo. Or no, that's you, Paul. That's a good <laughs> idea for an app. Shake Finder 3000. But uh, so I don't know much about Edmonton. So I'm looking around and she's like, uh, I don't know. You should call my dad. He likes sweet things. And I'm like, uh, that's really awkward. Hey, I was just wondering <laughs> if you knew where I could get a good shake. Okay, bye. Um, so I'm Googling and looking on maps and everything. And... There's a red robin in town, and I'm like, they have shakes, don't Oh, uh-huh, yeah. So I'm looking on the red robin menu on the mobile app or their mobile website, and I don't find it, like, because they don't list any beverages, but it's not under desserts or anywhere else. And I'm like, oh, bummer. So I click on desserts, uh, looking for shakes, and I need to take a screen cap of this and just post it on my blog because... Here I am. I have a free day. I'm going to eat whatever I want, damn it. And they have what they call the Mile High Mud Pie as a dessert at Red oh, Robin. Lord. And I don't think I've ever heard of it, but I like click on it. Like, oh, what is this? And because it's their website, they have to display their um, nutritional information. So it's right there in front of my face. And I almost had a heart attack. Like, I think it had something like, uh, I want to say like 113 grams of sugar in it. (gasps) Wow. And it was 1,500 calories. That's insane. It's like lard. I was like, that's one person's diet, like for the entire day. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 1,500 calories. I was like, wow, that is, you know what, let's get an insulin pump and go. Like, <laughs> I, I was just astounded, like, now that I have to, like, be smart and read labels, like, right. things I see are, like, scary, but that was, like, 1,500 calories for one thing. I was like, I can't even do this on a free day because I fear death. And I just got one year <laughs> right. closer to it. Right. So, yeah. I could have that, but I like my feet. <laughs> I don't need to go direct to amputation <laughs> this quickly. Yeah, you don't want your cat eating your toes in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> it felt kind of funny when she was licking, but the biting. <laughs> right. You would yeah. never know. Because you wouldn't have any feeling in your feet. That's true. Neuropathy. Boom. Yeah, that's one of the tests they now do when I go see the doctors. They like get a feather out and they tickle my feet. And I'm like, is this a doctor's office or are you a dominatrix? I was just going to say the same thing. Where do they keep the swing? I know. (laughs) I have to sit in it while they tickle me. (laughs) (laughs) Are you sure this is all straight up? Oh, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> if you don't quiet down, you have to wear the ball gag. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to figure out where the ball gag was going to work in. <laughs> right. It's a tongue depressor of the 25th century. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for your colonoscopy. That looks like a butt plug. Nope. Colonoscopy. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't even have a camera on it. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) This is a future Daniel J. Hogan comic. Where is he? Yeah, exactly. That time I went to the dominatrix because I thought he was a doctor. (laughs) Are there a male dominatrix? I just made that up. I thought his name was Dr. Matrix. (laughs) Crap. (laughs) I'm here for the blue pill. Ha ha. What the hell? (laughs) (laughs) 